Every haunted place has a story with a dark past. This is Ghost Encounters Podcast. Due to the graphic and violent things discussed on this episode, listener discretion is advised. Welcome back, all you spooky people, to the 19th episode on the second season of Ghost Encounters Podcast. I am paranormal investigator Justin Torok. And I'm Jordan, the group scientist. We have a very special guest today. It is Brianna Lawrence. Woo! Thanks for coming on the podcast. Thank you for having me. So for those of you who don't know, uh, Brianna was on an episode of Ghost Encounters with me. It's on our YouTube channel. We did the Sun In together, and we'll talk a little bit more about that. Uh, but this is probably going to tie into my first question for you. What was your first ever ghost encounter? Well, my first ever ghost encounter was probably working at the Sun Inn. For those who don't know, um, the Sun Inn was built in 1758 um, in downtown, what is now downtown Bethlehem. And it is definitely haunted at this point. Um, it's said to have three ghosts. Um, I know we interacted most with uh the youngest ghost it said um we have a little girl named sarah she's said to be around five or six years old um yeah so it said that she resides upstairs in the attic of the sun inn and i know i didn't really experience anything upstairs in the attic but down in one of our museum rooms um it's called the martha washington suite it resembles a bedroom of a suite that um where the upper class would have stayed um, back in the colonial times at the Sun Inn. And we had, I don't, what is the term of the... We had the K2 meter going off. The K2 meter. Um, We got a number of EVPs. And do you remember, we were in that room, that place is always tidy. Yes. And there's candles in every single window, right? And we went out of the room because that little girl, like, the K2 meter was going off, but, like, low to the ground. Yeah. Not on the ground, but low to the ground, like, almost like the height of a child. Following it around. And we were kind of following her around. And she let us out. She was kind of, like, showing us around. Kind of seemed like. It seemed like that, yeah. And when we got back to that room, all of a sudden, the lights in the windows were off, and the bed was messed up. And, like, a little backstory about the lights is they're all on timers throughout the whole building. They all go on at the same time. They all go off at the same time. So to turn around and see just that room with the lights off was, like... Weird. Really spooky. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And then the bed looked like someone was just Someone just, like, got in the bed a little bit. And it's so weird. Because looked one way before we left, looked different when we came back in. So that was definitely the most intense uh, ghost encounter I've had. So the Sun Inn was always a hotel, I guess, right? Was it a bed and breakfast or hotel? Um, So it was a little bit of both. I think I know that the Sun Inn had some long-term guests. So in that instance, they would have had their own innkeeper. They would Mm -hmm. have, um, the innkeeper would have prepared their meals for them, cleaned their rooms, chamber pots, all those things. And this was considered like luxury style living. So you actually... um, there were luxurious suites that, um, I mean, just a little notable guest that had stayed at the Sun Inn throughout the years of it being an inn. George Washington, Martha Washington, John Adams, John Quincy Adams, Sam Adams. I mean, the list goes on and on. So um, there were floors of that that would have been made into suites. It would have been two bedrooms, a living room. And like I said, you would have had your own innkeeper that kind of took care of you while you were staying there. Um, but as you would go higher up into the Sun Inn, um, 
those kind of would have been for your lower class citizens that weren't necessarily looking for anything luxurious. It was mm -hmm. just somewhere to rest your head for the night. Um, I'm pretty sure it slept four people to a bed. Um, they would sleep like head to toe with their luggage in their arms. It was just really somewhere to sleep before they uh, kept moving on on their journey wherever they were headed out of Bethlehem. Right. Cool. Interesting. And why don't you go into a little bit of the backstory of kind of why it's haunted. Um, for those of you who want more information, you can watch the episode on our YouTube channel. It's awesome. Uh, but just a brief backstory, like I remember it was used as a hospital at one point. Yeah. And there was like a makeshift jail downstairs. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so now this is all hearsay. These are just stories that have been passed down through the people that have worked at the Sun Inn and so forth. And it said that two of our ghosts are a mother and daughter, Sarah, and I can't remember the mother's name right off the top of my head right now. Um, but the mom was a nurse during the war, and she was actually sentenced to death. She was hung um, for taking in... Um, soldiers and helping them nursing them back to health from the other side so it was said that her husband who actually took care of the jail cells um that were makeshift jail cells down in the basement of that is now the basement of the sun in actually told on his own wife and um so she was killed for treason back then it was said that the daughter succumbed to, to natural illnesses, um, pneumonia, the flu, something along those lines. And I'm not positive um, how the dad died, but it said that the third ghost is the dad, the same dad that told on his wife um, about taking in the, the soldiers. Um, and it says that he's the one that resides in the basement and kind of haunts and hangs out downstairs in the basement. Yeah. Um, I know just hearing from guests from working there for so many years now that people do tend to feel the most sense of eeriness when they are heading down into the basement or downstairs in yeah, the basement. Yeah, we I, definitely felt that when we were yeah. there. And there was some creepy stuff going on. We heard some weird, loud noises. Yeah. Um, the one noticeable EVP, it was definitely, it was not a man, it was definitely female. So maybe, maybe the nurse wife was coming down to yell at her husband or something. But remember, we were in the the bathroom, there's bathrooms down there. Right. And I was like, can you turn the sinks on? And she's like, how does this get on? Like, obviously they wouldn't know. Yeah, something. You know, they're not from this time. And I just thought it was really cool. It's such yeah. a cool, yet tragic story. Definitely. So what is the Sun Inn now? Um, so the Sun Inn now, it's a museum, it's a restaurant, it's a tavern. Um, Christmas City Spirits uh, Distillery exclusively sells their bottles out of the, the Sun Inn as well. Um, it's an event center. That's what I do at the tavern. I'm the event coordinator there at the tavern. Um, so they really preserve something that has so much history into something that's really beautiful and fun to be a part of now. Yeah, they did a wonderful job preserving everything. I mean, it looks like it did back in the day. They took care of everything. They did it in such a nice way. And the restaurant's great, by the way. Obviously, the bartenders are wonderful. The mm -hmm. food is fantastic. So if you're in Bethlehem, highly suggest go check out the, the part that's a museum yeah, as well. Yeah, the museum's free. It's a self-guided tour. Um, a lot of the staff is super knowledgeable as well, so they never mind answering any questions. If they're able to, they, they'll definitely take a few minutes and, and talk to you about any of the history going on there. Yeah, and then get a meal and a drink at the, the Tavern at the Sun Inn because it's wonderful, and say hi to Bree. Yeah, definitely. Come say hi. Well, thank you for all that, and 
you are amazing at what you do. Oh, so thank, thank you. you for that. Thank and thanks you. again for being on that episode of Ghost Encounters of the Sun Inn. And thanks for getting me in there. That was so much fun. Yeah, we did have so much fun. Oh, great. and when we were there, uh, so I don't know if you all know this, but Ghost Hunters, the show, was actually at the Sun Inn a couple of years ago. And they caught a figure on their thermal camera in the attic. And when we were there, I also caught a figure on my thermal camera in the attic. Um, really cool. I mean, you can see it clear as day. It's a person. There's a head. There's shoulders. There's arms. And it was just the two of us up there. And there's nothing up there but storage. Yeah. Just tables just and chairs. Tables, and, chairs. Know. So yeah. I thought that was pretty cool that two separate groups at separate times caught something similar in the same place. Yeah. It's definitely pretty pretty neat. Something special. Yeah. So Bree had this idea. She wanted to be on the podcast. And she wanted to talk about dreams nightmares lucid dreaming sleep paralysis all these weird things that have to do with dreams so this is a spectral dreams podcast episode in the realm of lucid dreaming where the boundaries between consciousness and the ethereal are blurred lies a sinister corridor teeming with nightmares as the veil of sleep descends unsuspecting dreamers are unwittingly drawn into a chilling dance with their darkest fears Within this twisted domain, the shadows writhe with malevolence, their haunting whispers echoing through the endless abyss. Nightmarish apparitions materialize, their ghastly visages contorting with each flicker of lucidity. Helplessly trapped in this surreal symphony of terror, the dreamer navigates through a labyrinth of twisted corridors, where every step breeds uncertainty. Time wraps, reality bends, and the line between dream and reality disintegrates into a chilling creation of the macabre. The specters of their subconsciousness, fueled by the awareness of the dream, reveal in their newfound power, tormenting their captive prey with a sadistic glee. In this realm of lucid dreaming and nightmares, even the most intrepid souls find themselves ensnared, grappling with the true nature of their fears, forever haunted by the lingering echoes of their darkest dreams. So I thought it'd be fun for us to discuss some dreams, nightmares, lucid dreaming, and sleep paralysis that we have actually experienced. Uh, I guess I can kind of go first and talk about one that really uh, sticks out in my head. The one time I had sleep paralysis. This was back when I was younger and I was still uh, living at my parents' house. This was in my bedroom. Um, I was dreaming, but I was in my bedroom in bed. So I was literally in the same exact spot I was while I was dreaming, right? Mm -hmm. And this weird shadowy figure uh, comes into my room, and I froze. I couldn't move. I couldn't talk. I couldn't do anything but stare directly at this weird shadowy figure as it moved close to me. And it had these just... had nothing but, like, white glowing eyes. I could see a line for some kind of a mouth... And it wasn't like, it's very hard to describe. It had, it was definitely shadowy, but it also had sharp features. And this thing just got close to me. It was still smiling, kept getting closer and closer. And I'm just frozen, laying in bed as I see this thing. And it reaches out with its arm. And it had these very long, pointy fingers. Like it almost had like eight fucking knuckles. Oh my God. And it just reaches out and it's, index finger points out at me and it touches my forehead and moves its finger down my face, down my nose across my mouth, down my chin and it's like inches from my face. I couldn't move yeah, I couldn't do anything but watch it and then I just, and then I woke up in the same position I just was looking at this thing 
and it was gone. That's scary as fuck. Terrifying. Yeah. And I was young. I don't know. I don't remember how old I was. Maybe 14, 15. But, yes. I have seen this shadowy figure again in dreams. It didn't come close to me like that before, and I wasn't in bed when I've seen it, but it's usually the same thing, and I guess the best way to describe it is another dream that I had, actually not too long ago, I would say about a month or two ago, where I was again back at my parents' house, and but this time I was in the basement, but the, I knew it was my parents' house basement, but it was different. The layout was slightly different, there was like an extra room, but I knew it was their basement. I don't know if that makes sense. Yeah. No, yeah. And I knew something weird was going on. The lights went on and off, and I knew there was something down there with me, but I couldn't see it, right? And this time I decided, you know what? I'm going to confront this fucking thing. So I went looking for it, even though like I could feel the terror within me of coming close to this thing. And then I saw it. So I was in a room that didn't exist before looking for this thing. Lights were went on and off and I'm like oh, I'm gonna find this thing you know yeah, kind of yeah, yeah, like yeah. mentality but I was still scared as shit inside and I go out of that room and across the across the way there's another doorway that went up to the stairs and by the way there's no doorway that's actually there it's just the stairs that go down the basement but now there's a doorway there and this thing peered out of the doorway looked at me and then went upstairs so I ran after it and I tried to scream I would try to yell at it, like yell at a name or curse at it, but I couldn't I couldn't yell. I couldn't. And that's one thing that I definitely cannot do in my dreams, Lamar. No matter how hard I try, I cannot yell in my dreams. What the heck? I can't. I want to yell. There's always situations where I have to yell or I need to yell or I want to yell, but I cannot yell. It will not let me. And that's maybe it's because I'm sleeping and I physically can't yell, you know? But Oh, can you yell in your dreams? Yeah, I can. I can. You can? Yeah, I can. I definitely can. I bitch some, some people out. Like, it's almost as sure. if, like, <laughs> all of a sudden, I have no breath, I have no voice, it just will not work. Yeah, like, in nightmares, I definitely can yell, because there have been times where I've, like, woke myself up. From yelling. Talking, and, yeah. So, I definitely can. Bree? Um, I think I definitely can yell in my dreams, but there's other things that I can't do in dreams. Like if I'm, if I need to run, like it's like my legs. Yeah, running like I is can't, always... I like can't pick up my legs. It's like the craziest things are just like small, simple tasks like are never ending. Like I'll, I never get a task done. Yes, you and I dream, were talking like, about ever. this the other day. Yeah. Where this baffles me. These nightmares. We were just talking about this. This baffles me. <laughs> these nightmares that I have, there's always a task. And I can't complete the task. Yeah. And one of these tasks of mine is always trying to dial 911. I had to dial it for a reason. Someone's injured. There's an intruder in my house. I don't know why I decided to go to that instead of grab my gun. But um, it, oh, there's a reason I had to dial 911, and I can't. I dial 611, 511. Or if I dial 911, I'm like, great, yay, help. And then it's either a dead tone or just it just hangs up, nothing happens. And I don't know if because I've because I've never really dialed nine one one before, or I subconsciously know like, hey, you shouldn't dial nine one one for no reason. Oh I don't yeah, know. I don't know. I never thought of it that way. I've never had to like. My dreams are very weird. Like I, 
if I'm in a predicament in my dream, like if I, my dreams naturally flow and I'm doing my thing in my dream, if it goes to a place where I don't want it to go, I switch it. Switch my dream. Yeah. So I never hit that point where I have to freak out or get, I don't have nightmares that often. Because if I don't like the way my nightmare is going or like my dream is going, I'm switching it. It's going to a completely different, like, like I'll be going up the stairs. I know it gets like, like in a dream, if I'm going up the stairs and it gets dark and gloomy and I know something is like, I feel that something is going the wrong way. Yeah. Uh-uh, I'll open that door and I'll free fall, start flying somewhere else. You know <laughs> what I mean? Like, I, like I completely switch That's dynamic. Crazy. Yeah. All the so time. So you kind of so know you, your dream. Yeah. You, yeah. All the time. You're lucid dreaming. All, almost all the time. Wow. I'm, like an, I'm so jealous. Yeah. Like an avid so you, lucid yeah, dreamer. Yeah. You're lucid dreaming and controlling your dreams almost. All, all the time. There's not really that many dreams that I can remember after I wake up yeah. that I'm not fully aware that I'm asleep. Interesting. Yeah. I have lucid dream a couple of times and I'll get to that. But um, back to Brie, what tasks usually do you have that you just can't complete or it's like this never ending loop of trying to get it done it's, it's not bizarre. like it's, it's not so like weird necessarily like a certain task versus like a different task but in the last like dream i had that i remember it it wasn't a nightmare or anything i was like back in college but like in a house i never lived in in college but it, i was surrounded by like the same people and we were getting ready to go out and like I couldn't find a pair of jeans. Like, <laughs> like it, it just like seems so silly. That, that's a, at least that's. A, it seems so silly, but like, at least that's it, a nice one and not you and, know, you're in and, danger. And like, yeah. I just like remember like the whole like day going on, and I like still wasn't ready. For right, the it feels day. like the entire day's going like, on. You still and cannot. And I, like, I would wake up and be so like, mad that was I just wasted my dream looking for it's dreams. It's so frustrating right. looking for jeans. Yeah, like, or like just something like so simple like that. Or if I like. That's crazy. Or if I, for some reason, needed to run, like, I can't. Like, your my yeah. legs, like, will be stuck. I feel like it's kind of a common one. Like, people yeah. just can't run just because your legs are literally asleep. Um, See, I'm a weird, like, I don't think I ever need to run because I'm like, a, this is going to sound really weird. I'm like an avid flyer in my dream. Like, I, I am like... Breathe, breathe underwater, like fly around. I've like, breathed underwater. Jump up really up and high. <laughs> like I'm like a superhero in my dreams. Yeah. So like so I don't think funny. I've ever really had to. I have to pay attention more. I don't think I've ever like had to run. I'm gonna oh. try to run tonight. That's crazy. Yeah, try to run tonight. Let try me know. What, let me know what happens. Yeah. But another like one it. I get stuck in is I'm back in high school, and no, we're not drinking. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm late for class and I can't find class, but it feels like I'm looking for class for like two hours. Obviously, another class is going to happen, but I'm still looking for the class. Yeah, and you're spending your whole dream yeah, on this, looking like, for this class. silly little task. And I can't do it. Um, it is so frustrating even yeah, like, to wake up to. Yeah, like, what a like, boring what dream. Like, I can't believe I just like slept <laughs> yeah. thinking about that the yes. whole time or doing that the whole and time. And it's actually like stressful. Yeah, like you're stressed out in your dream. You're so stressed out. <laughs> See, like if, that, if my dream was going that way, me, I would have jeans on. Like as soon as I thought about it, my I jeans do. would be on my body. I'd like, be out the door going to do what I got to do. Boom, you're in class. Yeah. Like, I would, my dream would not be that way. My dream would be, like, me That's acting crazy. like an asshole, doing something <laughs> fun, you know? Like, I don't have that task thing. Like, yeah. I, I don't know. As we're talking about this stuff, uh, let us know some of the things that you've experienced in your dreams, those of you who are listening. If you've had similar situations... Uh, tasks that you can't do, things you can and can't do in your dreams, message us, send us an email. I would love to hear what you have to say and what you can and can't do in your dreams. I think it'd be really interesting. So as we're talking about this stuff, you know, write in, let us know. Yeah. 
Um, speaking about writing in, just a side note: we need spooky fan stories, so you better send in your damn spooky. You better send in your damn spooky fan stories. <laughs> yeah, we need them. We need some. Um, Me being curious. Side note: um, just because I'm interested, do you guys sleep like? Do you guys have like a normal sleep schedule? Like, do you go to sleep at like a certain time, and you stay asleep for six hours? Or, or eight hours. Are I mean, you that kind I of sleeper? I kind of go to bed different times, depending on what's going on sometimes. But do you sleep sleep, like, throughout the whole night? Yes, very rarely do I actually wake up. Okay. Are you that way, too? So, I struggle with sleep, so I generally will, like, take a sleep aid to go to bed. Okay. Which... That could be main reason why you don't lucid dream. Probably. And I've tried. Like, I've tried to, like, the different... I know Methods. that you don't sleep right because you text me <laughs> text and like I will literally be awake at work and I'm like, why <laughs> is she awake? And well, and it's because I probably slept from like 11 to 4.30. Okay. Which See, that's isn't like I'm the worst no. like sleep ever. Yeah. I mean, I get up to like use the bathroom like oh, anyone yeah, else. Women. We pee but... every five seconds. But that's what I was getting at kind of my sleep schedule is very weird. So I go home, I take my two, two and a half hour nap, and then I go to bed probably around like 10, 30, 11, wake up at 3.30. So like my sleep schedules are break, like broken up. Right. So I wonder if because I just go into probably REM sleep really quickly and I'm in between REM sleep and, and being awake, because I'm probably never fully like completely asleep, Right. maybe that has something to do with the fact that I'm... I could be. Could lucid dream more than the average person. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I'm just throwing it out there because that's no, where my mind possible. goes, like more like a explanation. Yeah. I always need an explanation. Yes, you do. Group scientist. Bam, that's me. But back to flying. Um, I've flown a couple times in my dreams, but one thing I do a lot is I'd call it levitate. And the best way I could describe it is I'm going <laughs> to think of Magneto from X Men. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I can kind of just put my arms out and glide along yeah you know um, taylor never flew in her dreams she always never. gets mad when i talk about i don't think i've ever flown in a dream never like, no one dream that comes sad. to mind that like i was young for some reason i still remember it i was bouncing a bouncy ball like like a basketball or something like that like one of those like weird plasticky ones that like yeah. they're not a basketball obviously you can get them at like walmart and i was bouncing it and then all of a sudden it bounced but it kept going up so me, that's like something I used to have panic attacks about where like <laughs> gravity stops and we just all fly up into the abyss Jesus. and nothingness. Yeah. So I knew at that point that my dream was going south. So I jumped to see if I would also come back because, you know, naturally I have to <laughs> test it. And I kept going up. But then the fact that I didn't like how that dream was going where I knew it was going to hit nightmare status, I looked up and I was attached to like balloons. And I was Aww. able to travel by balloons. Interesting. So, like, yeah, like, that's, like, one of my things that I do almost yeah. in every dream. So I've... Never I've had a nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> no. I had... But, like, it's weird because, like, I have weird dreams, like, horror dreams, but it never hits the point where I'm, like, holy shit, I'm scared for my life. You know what I mean? Like, it never hits that point. Right. Like, literally even, just Even the, the two day. dreams that I'm thinking of that I know you've had... Yeah. You weren't, like, scared for your life or anything no. like that? No. It's weird. It's like I'm comfortable because I feel like I know it's not real. Like I know so that know, I'm dreaming. You know you're dreaming. You know it's not real. So that's So it's not scary. Like the other night I had a dream. I texted Taylor because I have a huge dream catcher on my wall. You guys probably have seen it in my yeah. Snapchats. I woke up and flipped it off because I was so pissed at this dream. 
and <laughs> how dare you allow this I was, dream? Yeah, I was like, I had this dream where like somebody like we like it almost reminded me of like a party at my house, and somebody was like crawling on the floor, weird. No. So I was like, is this person okay? And they like raked up this person's body, and pulled out a knife and just cut this person's throat, That's and terrifying. then boom, I woke up. Like, immediately I was like, uh-uh, not today. Woke up, and then I flipped off my dream catcher. I was like, fuck you. You're supposed to protect me from dreams. And now I got these weird-ass dreams. But you weren't, like, scared no. during that? No. Because you were like, this is just a dream. Yeah, because, like, like, But I knew, why am I dreaming about yeah, this? Yeah, that's like, I wake up, and I'm like, of all things to dream about, what did I look up before I went to bed? Because I do watch a lot of cop stuff. Yeah. So I'm like, well, I wonder if, like, maybe I was watching, like, an arrest video. You do like video, the true crime stuff. And, like, maybe that's why, but, like, it's just so weird that... What about... It went that direction. Can you talk about the nightmare you've had with the kid with the blown off half of his oh, head? Oh, so there was like, I want to say, this was right around the time, right before you did like a little mini investigation for Megan Galley. Right. So it was like a couple weeks before that, but like I was having series of like almost the same dream. Like I was in the same place, but there was different people in the dream. See, I find that fascinating about you too, not to go off topic for a second, but you have this ability to have the same kind, I'm not going to say the same exact, the same kind of dream over and yeah. over and over again, like in a row. Yeah, it was like I've had days. similar dreams, but not consecutively like you've had. Yeah, I am. Um, but what happened? What went on with the board? And you, it starts the same way. So like I was walking, it's almost like everything's dark. Mm-hmm. And then there's this one opening and you're, you walk through this opening and then you're at like this, I guess like a motel. Because it almost reminded me of pictures of like a prison like where you have the doors on two different levels and then the top level has that like weird like metal railing like a railing thing so I'm down on the main floor and I'm walking through and as I walk into the dream people are coming out of their rooms and you start to notice as they walk towards the railing that something is clearly wrong with every single one of them so like the one that you're talking about the kid had half of its face so like gory as hell but i'm not terrified because i'm interested in why why are these people here who are these people because normally you're not supposed to be able to dream of random people this is supposed to be people that you've seen before right so then like i will be like engaging in conversation as to what happened to you why are you this way like you know me being like really analytical picking apart somebody that has half of a head you know what i mean but then it would go into more people coming down to where I'm talking to somebody and they want to talk. So then it was almost like, is this like medium shit? I like, was you know just what I mean? Say like, say that. Are like, these spirits visiting you in your dreams? Because that's they what talk I was thinking you? at one point. But then they stopped, and I haven't had that dream like huh. since that that week that I had it. Because then it was like the next night, I, or I would take a nap later in the day or whatever, and it would be a new person, like somebody that was clearly looks like they drowned or somebody that clearly looks like they took too many pills and, you know, OD'd. Or, this is like you Sixth know, Sense kind of yeah, shit. Yeah, so the weirdest one was the, he was like a little boy, and it was weird because he had an ice cream cone. This, I shouldn't laugh. And an ice cream cone in his hand, he had like a striped shirt on and a baseball cap backwards, but he had a huge knife sticking out of his forehead. Oh, shit. So, like, it's just like weird, just like a weird, like, motel of dead that I kept dreaming about and then all of a sudden I just didn't dream about it anymore. That's interesting. And instead yeah. of like when you ask them like what happened instead of them like answering just someone else like is like I want to Hey, know. what's up? Yeah, like you don't really get you like You never get an answer. No, you don't get like full answers. Like they're not like 
And then when they would talk to you, it was almost like it was like you were underwater. So, like, they were, like, washed out. So they couldn't really say, like, I died by this, I died by that. Like, it's, like, almost as if they had to show you how they were dead. Because you can't, you can't talk to them in that way. Which is kind of how mediums describe it. Yeah, which is why when we went to the investigation for our friend, I was like, I'm having these weird dreams. Like, I don't know why this is happening all of a sudden. Like, blah, 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 blah. And then I was, like, concerned. Like, is that going to be the norm for me? Are they going to start not being in my dreams? Am I going to see them on the street? No, they're just going to be in your head. And... So, like, <laughs> I wanted to see if that was going to be a possibility for me, but obviously that never happened. Interesting. I think you should hone in on that and see I if you agree. can do that again. Cool. Interesting. I mean, since you, know you're, since you know you're sleeping. Which, yeah, you know, yeah. I've only ever known I was sleeping, I would say, maybe 10, 15 times in my life. And most of the time when I know I'm dreaming, usually I wake up shortly after. Mm-hmm. But I don't know why I always go to the same thing. I'm either fly, I either like, all right, I'm dreaming, so I'm going to fly. Or I go to... I'm gonna steal a sports car and go really fast. Because <laughs> I, I can do whatever I want. Yeah. I don't know why those are my go-to things, but that's yeah. No consequences in the dream. Life. Yeah, exactly. So no consequences. You can do whatever you want. Um, just like in like Inception, do whatever you want. Right. And the one thing I always find so interesting is that how weird dreams actually are. Now Jordan knows she's dreaming. Yeah. That's different. But for people who don't know you're dreaming. The dreams are so weird, and there's so many things that are wrong, but you don't pick up on things that are wrong or weird until you wake up. And there's a quote from the movie Inception that I think explains it best, um, where Leonardo DiCaprio's character says, Dreams feel real while we're in them. It's only when we wake up that we realize something was actually strange. And isn't that strange in itself? Yeah. Like, you'd think seeing a shadow figure or dead people or weird things happen, or you can't find genes or whatever it may be whether how small or uh crazy the situation is you don't realize something's weird or strange or messed up until you wake up i do get sleep paralysis though i've i've openly talked about that a couple times but like i'm like i have a love-hate relationship with my sleep paralysis demon like we actively know each other so (laughs) who or what do you see when you have sleep paralysis what happens my sleep paralysis demon whatever you want to call it is like do you do you know do you know Spirited Away? Yes. It's like the anime movies. So you know yeah. that like the one with like the white mask. Yeah. It's almost like that, but not as big. Okay. And ovally, it's just its face. So like it has like eyes and like white on its face. It's the most weirdest thing. But the very first time I had sleep paralysis was at my mom's house. I I think I fell asleep like when I was sick or something like that. And that's why when I like was dreaming, I was like, I know that it's because I took like sleep aid. So I was like, you know, I didn't really, like, freak out. The only reason I freaked out was because it was the first dream that I've ever had where I can't move. So, like, I'm I'm in my bedroom sleeping. For some reason, though, which is one of the main reasons why I figured out I wasn't awake, was that I was on the other side of the bed. I sleep to the wall. So I was on the outside of the bed. And I was trying, I remember I was trying to open my eyes to wake up. And they kept closing because I was obviously tired. And... I, there was an outline of like a shadow person at the door. So the door slowly opened and showed me the shadow person. And then they progressively started walking closer and closer and closer. And that's how I noticed that they had like the white face, right. whatever you want to call it. And I was so pissed because I couldn't move to fight this thing. So I, I remember feeling like pins and needles and like trying to break out of it 
so bad and then all of a sudden I like I woke up and I sat up and at the time Jeff was with me and he's like what the hell is wrong with you like what did you do I'm like yo I'm about to fight a demon coming in my dream like you know like no idea what it was until like I spoke to Paige about it my sister who has sleep paralysis issues so then but then after that every single time it's the same fucking thing and it's just a little different like when I moved out it was walking into my room and it did this like weird little crab walk towards me on the side of the bed and just as it was getting close I remember being like pissed and I said like if I get out of this I'm gonna fuck you up type <laughs> shit because I was pissed that I couldn't move because that now was the second time that I was having sleep paralysis and um this little crab walker yeah it was so creepy it's so off. creepy because then he comes like really close to your face like, like ha you it can't right move to my face yeah, yeah it, pisses, it made me so mad that like right before I woke up I was like ah, you know <laughs> And then, like, the same thing happened where, like, I jolted myself awake and I, that could, I could finally move. But it's weird because when I'm going through the sleep paralysis, I feel like my body is pins and needles. Like, every fiber of my being is, like, Almost in and like, out, like, Almost like static. when your foot or hand falls asleep? Is yes. that kind of? Okay. Yeah, so, like, I'm actively trying to move, but it hurts. Yes. So it's like I have to break out of it. Gotcha. You know, like, really weird. But it's so crazy how... Almost everyone who has sleep paralysis or experiences sleep paralysis sees some kind of... I guess, quote-unquote, evil or dark entity. Yeah. Like a demon or a devil or something. Like, I understand why they think someone's sitting on their chest or press, pushing a nut because you have that heaviness on your chest. Yeah. But to see, actually physically see some kind of entity in your room, but everyone, almost everyone experiences that. My last sleep paralysis dream that I had just recently, because I've only had the three with the same stupid little demon, it was, I, for some reason, I don't know why, I was at, like, a camp shop or something and I was in a sleeping bag so I don't know if I got like trapped or something but I was in the sleeping bag you know living my best life <laughs> then all of a sudden I knew something was happening because I went back and then couldn't move mm. and then the sleeping bag string went really tight oh fuck that so only my nope. eyes were out so as my eyes are out Little sleep paralysis even pokes its head over. Oh, no, stop. That's a so I'm nightmare. like, yo, like, like, but I'm mad now Let because you it. just fucked up my dream. Like, I'm mad now. So I remember that dream being like, I'm gonna if I get out the sleeping bag, you're you're dead. You're dead. Because <laughs> I was pissed because I was having such a fun dream in the yeah. camp shop. <laughs> like I remember I was actively enjoying this dream. And um, it was weird because as I was trying to break out of, like, the pins and needles feeling, he was bobbing back and forth, almost like a jack-in-the-box. And it was so creepy. And then I woke up. and But then I wasn't really that scared because I was, like, getting used to this now. God damn it. You know, pissed off. But that was the last sleep paralysis I've had. And that was probably, like, two years ago. Interesting. Mm. It's, to me, that's pretty scary to have in your dream. <laughs> it's like but it's, terrifying. like, weird because, like, I'm not, like, there are people that have such bad sleep paralysis where they're absolutely traumatized yeah. by the things that happen to them yeah. and everything like that. But it's almost as if, like, I'm not I'm not there. Like, you know, like, I'm, like, halfway there and then I, like, can kind of snap myself out of the panic or something. I don't know. Yeah. But I don't like that I can't move, that's for sure. Like, I get, yeah, I get no, mad. terrifying, I think. But I think I would full-blown spiral if that was my <laughs> Have dream. you ever had sleep paralysis? No, th- no? and thank goodness. Yeah. Do you want to know what they call sleep paralysis in Newfoundland? I'm scared. Attack of old hag. Oh. So it's like an old go. witch Sounds, lady yeah. holding you Sounds down. Sounds about and, right. Yeah. And in China, they call it ghost oppression. 
Mm. Which I think is weird. So across the globe, people, you know, experience with this stuff, yeah. You know, creepy things when they have sleep paralysis. It's crazy. And throughout year, I mean, decades, people have experienced this. You know, some other strange things. I know some people like don't dream in color. I dream in color. Do you dream yeah, in color? Yeah, that's bizarre. I do. I would, do I would be miserable if I didn't dream in right? color. Right? But like, I guess vividly like dream in color. 12% of people dream in black and white. That's I, can't, I feel I, bad for them. Yeah. Only once have I dreamt in cartoon because I was watching way too much Family Guy and I had a, <laughs> I had a Family Guy dream. <laughs> like everyone in your life were just Family Guy It was characters. Family Guy. That is I, so funny. I guess it was probably more like I was watching Family Guy but I, there was no TV or anything. I was just in Family Guy Live watching, action. Yeah, family watching guy. what was going on. Have, have you had any weird funny things like that? No. I know a lot of people no, can't read should. but I don't really have a problem reading in my dreams. Like, I, I can read. I can read a clock. I, don't, I can read my phone. I don't think I can read. I think that's like another I one never, of the tasks that, like, I know in real life, I clearly can read. But the, like, I'll just, I can't. Like, I never noticed that until I watched this episode of Teen Wolf, and Styles in the show couldn't read, and he said in the show, like, "Oh, you can't read in your dreams." And I'm like, that's bullshit. That's bullshit. That's not I can. true. So, like, sometimes it's really funny. Like, sometimes I'll look down and, like, my stuff will be in code. And I'll be like, nah. Give me my, give me the book. Give me what, <laughs> what I want. And then it'll change. And then I'll be able to sing. I'll be able to read. I'll be able to yeah. do the things that normal people are apparently not supposed to be able to do. I can't read new things. I can read things I always read. A clock. So easy for me to read. Um, my phone. I can read. Yeah. Things I see every day I can read. If it's, like, a new... I don't know, once I think there was a book or something laying down, it just just a jumbled mess. But things I read every day, I can read no problem. It's, yeah. you're not, yeah. Apparently you're not supposed to be able to sing in your dreams either, or like be able to hold a tune. That probably goes with yelling and things yeah. like that, but you can, but I can I yell can in your dreams. I can sing and yell in my dreams. So we just got a side note from Paige, <laughs> who's been on. <laughs> and um, I guess apparently some people have extra fingers. Yeah. And limbs in when, their dreams. When I was I've doing research, it. it like it said that like one way to recognize that you're dreaming is to like start counting your fingers because you'll never like you'll never get to five because you'll just like continuously mm-hmm. grow so again, fingers. An endless loop of some kind of a task. And that is like a way. And that it said that that's like a good way to like begin lucid dreaming is like oh you can recognize like this is a dream because I can't count my fingers. Yeah, interesting. Maybe I should try that. Yeah. Maybe I should, yeah. Just have to... Lucid dreaming can be scary, though, because you're like, I'm actually I stuck? Like, I'm sometimes kind of you're like, is this ever going to end? Yeah, you imagine, know? like, just being stuck in a never-ending nightmare. Based off of the, some of the stories I read, I'm kind of scared to lucid dream, <laughs> honestly. It's just crazy, like... But maybe I just can't handle, like, me feeling like I'm in something that's potentially scary. Yeah. Like, I just want to avoid that altogether. Yeah. I did get to talk, like, so I had, for some, this one drink, because we had a conversation about this, like, we knew that we were going to have this podcast, and Brie told me some of the stuff that she wanted to talk about, and then I actively tried to make up a person in my dream, and, like, it was where I was on a street, and, like, I went up to them, and I said, like, like, why are we here? What are we doing? Walked away. Didn't want to acknowledge it at all. Like, couldn't answer why they were walking down the street didn't want to just looked at me looked away kept walking like they don't like so like i know i'm asleep but it's almost as if 
in my dreams, obviously it's not, they're not supposed to know that it's not real. Right. So like they can't answer. Like I've never gotten answers. But it's crazy how like we think of these other people or beings as real, but they're not. It's just made up in your head. Yep. But what if it's like an altered state of consciousness and you're traveling between realms or something yeah but that's where like uh, that's where dreams start to like fuck me up a little bit because when you start to really think into it and that's why i thought this topic would be so like interesting like when you really get into it you're like what if maybe we should have smoked before the (laughs) 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 well on that note kidding (laughs) uh we're gonna take a quick break and don't worry we're not gonna fall asleep on yet but Mm -hmm. we'll be right back The Spooky Shop is now open for Ghost Encounters merch. Visit ghost-encounters.com and click on Spooky Shop. This episode is brought to you by The Colony Meadery. If you haven't tried mead yet, it's alcohol made from honey, and it's the fastest-growing alcoholic beverage in the United States. It's all-natural, totally gluten-free, and delicious. And one of the best meaderies in the world is right here in the Lehigh Valley. Stop in and try a flight of meads, grab some bottles or cans to go, and experience some of the best booze in the world. They've got flavors ranging from tart and quaffable lemon laws and Wu-Tang Crayon to cinnamon vanilla series of tubes and even the sweet heat of their mango habanero. Learn more at either location or at colonymeadery.com. Ghost Encounters podcast and show is sponsored by Phoenix Fire Media. Bring the heat to your online presence with their expert social media marketing, photography, and video productions. Visit phoenixfiremedia.com. If all you spooky people are enjoying the Ghost Encounters podcast, hit subscribe and give us five stars. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok at Ghost Encounters PA. To watch full episodes of the Ghost Encounters show, visit ghost-encounters.com. And we are awake. Uh, I talked about what if dreams were like going into a different dimension or reality. Um... In 2009, uh, scientists did a study and they discovered that the brainwaves of people who lucid dream were different than regular dreamers. And they concluded that this dream phase is actually an altered state of consciousness. Even the ancient Egyptians were very attuned to dreaming and especially lucid dreams, believing they were messages from the gods. Uh, They even had trained seers that would advise on state matters and military strategy. Like many other ancient peoples, many Native American cultures viewed the dream space as a sacred place, uh, one where a person could step outside the bounds of the mundane existence and connect with a more universal consciousness. Uh, Tibetan Buddhists tried to lucid dream and practiced what they called dream yoga. They believed that this state can help them reach other planes of existence and speak with enlightened beings. That doesn't surprise me at all. Right? But there's this common thing that these uh, ancient civilizations had thought that dreams were actually speaking to gods or going into other dimensions and realities and getting info from this lucid dream state. I thought it was pretty cool. That is cool. cool. Something to think about. Like, it's crazy. I mean, the thought of dreaming and the detail that's in them, it's kind of crazy. Right? Yeah. So it's kind of something to think about. What if dreaming is something like that? I mean, they had, like, whole people to advise them. Yeah. 
humans that just dreamed and were like, this Dedicated is what you this. should do. Yeah. That's so interesting. Uh, there is a concern to lucid dreaming, and it's something known as dream claustrophobia. It's when someone becomes lucid in a nightmare and are unable to escape or manipulate the situation. That's so terrible. not like Jordan. Jordan, you can go in and out and change it. That never but, should happen to me. Yeah. <laughs> but I guess there are people that have been stuck in these nightmares and cannot escape them. That's That'd be terrifying. terrifying. Like Freddy Krueger shit. That's absolutely That's terrifying. And of course, uh, sleep paralysis. Since your body is paralyzed but your mind is lucid, you might want to wake up and move your body, but you can't. Mm-hmm. Uh, the helplessness involved stirs up intense feelings of terror. And this feeling, a lot of people experience like this weight on their chest, like somebody's holding them down or sitting on their chest. And I remember when we were talking about the hat man, that there is this huge connection to sleep paralysis and people seeing the hat man. Like almost everybody that has seen the hat man has been either going through sleep paralysis or is somebody that repeatedly has that problem. Yeah. With sleep paralysis. I think it's crazy. It's like everyone's so different and from different cultures and from different parts of the world but yet they all see the same thing the same thing so we have this like interconnection with each other maybe this you know like these other which makes you civilization like, is like, it a different dimension yeah at that is, point? or is like, it a, how else would everyone be linked via dream yeah exactly yeah that's like a snowball have you ever heard this thing where oh you didn't dream because you were in someone else's dream or like when you dream of someone that means like they were thinking about you too yeah. like kind of the crazy same. to yeah. think about too yeah so Bri, i know you were trying to lucid dream but unfortunately couldn't Can't. but what kind of stuff did you come up with when you're doing like research and things like that um so i just was kind of floating on the internet tiktok youtube things like that um just kind of listening to other people's stories about lucid dreaming and kind of going Back to the dream claustrophobia where people are, like, unable or to manipulate a situation. I'll have to go back and find her name. It was a TikTok I was watching, and she was telling her story about lucid dreams where she fully dreamed for 40 years of her life and was, like, still aware. She was aware that she was dreaming the entire time but couldn't get herself out of the dream and so lived this like, is like every a dream claustrophobia like she dreamed every single day like 40 she lived an entire lifetime like she went to bed That's at crazy. 21 and like dreamed till she was like 60 years old in this dream world but just is this just one over one night yeah because she woke back up and it was like still the same night that the literally next day. sounds like inception well, like they how time is different dreams, they say that your dreams are probably a total of 20 minutes but it feels like three hours yeah, or it feels like four hours. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that one was like, I was like, imagine, Wild. like, because you, you, do you mourn the loss of your dream life then when you wake up? Like, you lived a whole life. What if you had a husband and yep. kids yep. and yeah. like, I mean, I've definitely like experienced that. emotions in my dreams, and I woke up like they affected me. Because yeah, you know? like I was like just trying to think like you know you're dreaming but you're like i can't get up so i might as well just like live my life anyway and a whole lifetime goes by i just thought that was like that would make i would mourn a life i lived essentially that would make me like question where's real like i feel like i would i would borderline hallucinate if i had that kind of dream like wake up and be like am i actually awake like or did that actually happen and now i'm pushed back to this like you know what i mean like i would all ever awake Right. Is this the Matrix? Are we any of us unplugged? Well, it's like when I was doing a little bit of research, um, 
it, just looking at like what not to do in a lucid dream it says like you shouldn't dream about like real life things in your dreams or like necessarily like real life relationships in your dreams because you can cross the like did I was this a real memory or did yeah, I dream this yeah. or like I can't remember if this actually happened or not so right the, the one dream that stands out speaking of this is I dreamt that my grandfather was still alive and he was playing with my niece, my brother's daughter, because he never got a chance to meet her. Aww. And it affected me when I woke up. Oh, yeah. I was, I was in that tears That would make me so I sad. Up. I would be crying. I yeah. would definitely be crying. That's really sad. Um, <clears throat> another crazy story that I read about when I was um, doing some research. This one was on... <clears throat> TikTok also, and it was a, a TikToker by the name of Hannah Brantley on TikTok, and um, she was dreaming she was in a deserted, like, empty carnival, and um, a, surrounded by people that she'd never seen before, which I always find interesting, because it's like, if we've never seen them before, yeah, you're said you're yeah. not supposed to be able to dream yeah. that, but right. is that our our subconscious from lives we lived before. Like, yeah. oh, we did see them before. That's an interesting anyway, take on it. Just a little side note. Um, and she was um, jumping on a trampoline with, a like, a girl. She said she was a blonde girl. And at this point, she kind of realized she was dreaming. She realized she was lucid dreaming. So she was just, like, going along um, with that. And she asked the girl, like, hey, like, what's the time? I know there's, like, no clocks around or anything. And the girl's face went from like a completely normal um, girl to like distorted, her smile faded immediately, her face shape changed, her eyes went um, from like normal human eyes to very small beady bloodshot uh, red eyes, and the whole world like switched. It went from like a like nice day, sunny day, people having fun to like every single human in the dream like turning around staring at her. Like, you just broke the boundaries. Yeah, like, (laughs) it went from, like, everyone doing their own thing to, like, every single person in this, like, carnival turning around, staring at her. And she, like, at that moment, she said she um, felt, like, actually in danger and, like, started running. And that's when it was, like, you need to wake up. Like, she was, like, I was, like, repeatedly, like, wake up, wake up, wake up. Because in that moment, she was, like, I actually felt like my life was in danger. Like, my dream world, like, had turned on me at that point. Yeah. And then there was one more that I um, thought was pretty creepy. Um, Again, it was on TikTok, um, not Mel. And um, she was with a a group of girls, and in in her real life, she's 24 years old, but she said she was, like, back in, like, high school age, like, 16, 17 years old. And she looked at one of the girls she was with, and she's like, do you ever feel like you're living in a past life? And the girl, like, face went blank, and was just like, what do you mean? And um, not Mel uh, said, in real life, I'm 24, but, like, right now I'm 17. And before she could even, like, finish her sentence, every person um, in that room that they were in turned around and looked at her. And that was when she became, she was aware that she was dreaming. So I thought that was interesting that, like, she felt like it was a dream all the way up until, like, everyone in the room kind of turned on her, turned on her. And um, the girl looked her in the eyes and was like, okay, now you need to wake up. 
So that's I thought creepy. that was like that's that I've one gave me chills. Like I've okay, now like you that. need to wake up. I was like where I'm told I have to wake up, and that's where you feel like different dimension things. Like you just crossed a boundary yeah. in a world that you're not supposed to ask questions and like almost. Yeah. Makes you feel like we're almost a guest in like it's in a different <laughs> yeah, like world. We're not yeah. we think it's a comfortable thing and then you're just like, nah, you're somewhere you're not supposed to be. Gotta go. Yeah. Kinda like in an inception when she's starting to change the dream world all around and like all the adjusting in your dream it. Start attacking her. I start, start turning around and looking at her and yeah. I've never seen Inception. Oh, you have to now. It's such a good movie. Oh my god. Yeah, I've never seen it. <laughs> it's so good. Yeah. It's really it's good. I heard that it's like mentally like I think you would really like it. You have like to it. pay attention. Okay. I think you would like it. But it's, uh yeah, it's really it's good. Phenomenal. Not to give it a try. <laughs> I feel like I have to now. <laughs> This was, I found it on Reddit, and this one was just, like, one day he was sitting on a, like, a park bench next to a man, a complete stranger, looked over at the man and said, I'm dreaming, and the man replied, I know, me too. <laughs> That's crazy! <laughs> so what if, yeah, so what if, like, you're, That's I don't cr- know, I don't know what to say, I don't want to say your soul or anything, but, like, your state of consciousness is, like, with someone else's state of consciousness. Right. Yeah, it's like you're like, hey, bro, you're just sitting on a bench together dreaming. It's like, hey, me too. Yeah, you know? me too. It's just like, did our dreams That's just so collide? bizarre. Like, that's yeah. that whole... Yeah. All those stories, it's just like... I can't believe people go through that stuff. Because, like, I don't dream that way. Yeah, you know. I don't... I don't know. It's just crazy that these people go through these kinds of things or they're, like, stuck and people change their faces and whatever, you know, when you, like, call them out. It's crazy. Yeah. It's scary, well, in my opinion. On that note, can you, as the group scientists, give us some facts or tell us like what is dreaming and what happens to us when we actually dream? Yeah, so um, sleep accounts for one quarter to one third of the human lifespan, which I thought was crazy. If it's your sister Paige, accounts for half of her life. <laughs> <laughs> your brain cycles repeatedly through two different types of sleep. So like I said before, REM sleep, which is rapid eye movement sleep, and non-REM sleep. The first part of the cycle is non-REM sleep, which is composed of four different stages, which I didn't know there were four different stages. I didn't know there were four. I just just knew about two. Yeah, yeah. So the first stage comes between being awake and falling asleep. The second is light sleep, which is like, I feel like what I sleep all the time is light. You wake up from anything. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. When the heart rate and the breathing regulate and the body temperature also drops. Um, The third and fourth stages are deep sleep. Though REM sleep was previously believed to be the most important sleep phase for learning and memory, newer data suggests that non-REM sleep is more important for these tasks, as well as being more restful, which I didn't think that that was how it was. So when mm. I'm, like, reading all this, it's, like, backwards of, like, the way that my thought right. process I would be for sleeping. Right, I always the same thing, like, oh, you're, you're, you're sleep-deprived and you're stressed and you're going to hallucinate and have weird dreams. Yeah, so, like, it's being more restful and, um, like, where you take in more information as you're sleeping hmm. speaking of taking information have you ever had have you ever had your awakeness kind of seep into your dream like someone's calling your name and you hear it in your dream but then you wake up and someone's actually calling your name yeah yeah mm-hmm. weird yeah this one time though i woke up because i heard the smoke alarm not the smoke alarm was going off but like the tone that it gives when the battery's dead i heard it clear as day it was loud as hell I woke up from it, and then I realized that Aurora did not move, my dog. And then I you texted me. I laid awake to like hear it again, but it never happened. I was like, I know I woke up from it. 
I know I woke up from it. I, I heard the ping. It was so this. loud, and I woke up because of it. It must have been the one like right outside my bedroom, but it, there's nothing there. I think you and I had this conversation because what happened to me was I was dreaming that the fire alarm was going off, and when I woke up, it wasn't. And then as I was getting ready for work and I was downstairs, the fire alarms went off, like, all over the house really quickly, like, a couple beeps, and then they turned off. And then I remember I went, up, so to, I went up to Jeff and I was like, hey, like, you got to wake up, like, the, the fire alarms went off. And he was like, oh, something probably just tripped them if they're not going off now, don't worry about it. Like, didn't give a, didn't give a shit. Me, I'm like, I just dreamt about it. It happened, and now <laughs> I have to leave to go to work? Like, it was just so like overwhelming. It was so weird. Yeah. So, like, maybe that's why I remember this story, because that happened yes. to me, too. Yeah. Something so weird. weird. Yeah. So weird. So, as you go into REM sleep, the eyes move more rapidly, like coins its name, um, behind the lids, and the brain waves are similar to those during wakefulness. Breathing increases, and the body becomes temporarily paralyzed as we dream. Which I don't like that either. Like, why do we use the word paralyzed like that? I mean, literally, I guess you literally are. I feel like Taylor sleeps like the dead, and I am like a twitchy little creature. Like, I... I move move, all night long. I move so much. There's no way I'm paralyzed when I'm sleeping. Either I move a lot, or I don't move at all. But I'll, like, I will literally be asleep almost every night, asleep one way, and I will wake up the next way. And I also like to cuddle. So, like, I know that I actively cuddle people as I'm sleeping. Interesting. But is there a certain point, is there a certain uh, level that you do become paralyzed? Are you, like, are you not paralyzed in the first stage or something like that? Or the last stage? Is it just REM sleep that you're... I guess, according to my research, it's kind of like that is, like, when people hit the paralyzing. It's a deep, deep sleep. Yeah. Right. Okay. So the cycle then repeats itself. <laughs> I don't, like, I feel like it's terrifying, like, even learning about sleep. I don't know. <laughs> the, the way that they say terms and stuff like that, and after we just had that discussion, I'm like, yeah. we're talking paralyzed. We're talking about <laughs> repeating ourselves and this loop. But um, with each cycle, you spend less time in the deeper stages, three and four, like we said, of sleep, and more time in REM sleep. Huh. On a typical night, you'll cycle through this four or five times. Oh, wow. During most stages of sleep, the thalamus becomes quiet, letting you tune out the external world. But during REM sleep, the thalamus is active, sending the cortex images, sounds, and other sensations that fill our dreams. Which I think is our brain is so so cool. Like learning about the brain is the most coolest thing on the planet. You should definitely do it. We all know about circadian rhythms. I don't. They are controlled by a biological (laughs) clock located in the brain. One key function of this clock is responding to light cues, ramping up production of a hormone called melatonin, which we know some people have to take to sleep um, at night, then switching it off when it senses light. People with total blindness often have trouble sleeping because they are unable to detect and respond to these light cues. I always wondered about that. Always. I love doing research about how they dream. And like the things that they see, because naturally you want to believe that they would see things, but in reality they're just especially if they dark. Are, like, they're uh, only hearing the things that they're normally like right. used to hearing and everything like that. I'm so fascinated by that. I'm not being uns- insensitive, but people who have been blind their whole life—if you're listening—I don't know if we have any of those listeners, but or if you know of anyone, what do they have dreams of seeing things or I think it depends on their situation is too. it darkness and just sounds because like if you're born blind you don't know what anything looks like anything. Right. but if you go blind you obviously know what things look like even at a young age so right. your brain can probably dream, take dream that. Yeah. Right. yeah 
Sleep drive can also play a key role. Your body craves sleep, much like it hungers for food. Throughout the day, your desire to sleep builds, and then it reaches a certain point and you need to sleep, like me, every day when the clock strikes 2 o'clock. I have to be asleep. A major difference between sleep and hunger is your body can't force you to eat when you're hungry, but when you're tired, it can put you to sleep. Even if you're in a meeting or behind um, the wheel of a car, when you're exhausted, your body is even able to engage in micro-sleep episodes of one or two seconds while your eyes are open, which I thought was very scary. I've, I've experienced. Uh, that and is just scary. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's scary when you're driving down the highway late at night. But I have experienced that, where there's a second, two second, three seconds of time where I know I was asleep. Yeah, like you're like, wait, someone could something even be just talk- Someone could even be talking to me in the next uh, car next seat, and I did not I listen can't. to the last two I'm not seconds. good at driving long distances because I get so tired in the car. I, I know I cannot drive tired. It's uh, I've had a few scary episodes. Taylor knows about one of them. <laughs> Almost hit a fence. Oh my god! So on the way back from uh, where were we? Ocean City, New Jersey. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We were at uh, Beer Fest, and uh, we left late at night. And uh, yeah, that happened. Yeah, October Fest. Uh, a few other instances. So just don't drive tired. You've it, all you, seen me drive. You really, you obviously, don't want me driving <laughs> tired. <laughs> It so, really is scary because you literally <laughs> can just fall asleep no matter what. Yeah. Yo, for real, Taylor, Paige just showed me this text message. She's like, Taylor has no room to say anything about anybody because Taylor sleeps with her eyes open. It's absolutely terrifying. Because it looks Paige like. Paige has talked about that. Yeah, she, it looks like she has is active. She's actively awake. Like, she will be sitting there, arms crossed, sitting straight up, looking. Like, it seems like she's looking at you, but in reality, she'll, like, snap out of it and she'll be like, sorry, I was asleep. What's up? My body definitely is one of those that's like, oh, you're tired, your ass is going to sleep. Like, people could be at my house, and I will still go up and sleep. Like, I can, yeah. like, when I'm tired, I'm tired, I'm going to bed. Yeah. There was, uh, the end. <laughs> this was a big story uh, back in the day, but I guess there was a radio show host who tried to stay awake for, like, seven days. I forget what day he got die. to, but towards the end, he started hallucinating. He was seeing, like, cats and stuff throughout the studio. Like, he started hallucinating badly. When you get a free chance ask taylor about eighth grade nocturnal night she oh, no. has some funny that kid was straight up hallucinating because we had to stay up all night yeah so we went to school and then went to nocturnal night we stayed at at school all night we did like you know fun things like was with animals so cool, yeah. yeah i'm so sad with, i wasn't in it was so fun um and we had to do like all this stuff and everything and i knew taylor was tanking because taylor's another one that like She's on a schedule. She likes to go to sleep at a certain time. She likes to get up at a certain time. So, like, I knew she was tanking when we went to that little old cottage over there by the Rose Garden. And we had to freaking write with a fucking pen and quill or whatever the fuck (laughs) under the candlelight. Like, that was a great idea. So, Taylor is, like, actively falling asleep. So, like, when we were getting, like, when we were going home, she tells this funny-ass story about, like, literally how she was dreaming while being fully functional awake and it is terrifying because she's straight up hallucinated yeah like (laughs) dreaming about animals chasing the car like but she was awake and talking to us but seeing things like (laughs) so bizarre you definitely have to take five minutes out of your night one of these days and ask her about it because the way (laughs) she tells it it is hysterical taylor's so serious yeah so when she tells this story about like chasing bunnies and all that stuff it is fucking hysterical But it's terrifying to to like fight that and stay awake because yeah. it really messes it's not easy you up. Either. Yeah. Sleep will always win. Yeah, 
for real it does mm -hmm. um, lastly for this section is napping more than 30 minutes later a day can throw off your night's sleep and decrease your body's sleep drive which mm. I feel like that's a given like I know that if I like I nap a even a little bit extra I'm going to bed at like 12 getting yeah. up at 3 you know what I mean like yeah. I can't like I have to stay on that schedule because if I don't I'll just screw up my other sleep schedule yeah now, going into some things about lucid dreaming, um, we all know that it is when we know we're dreaming. Research shows that lucid dreaming comes with a boost of activity in parts of the brain that are usually restful during sleep. Lucid dreaming is a brain state between REM sleep and being awake. Some lucid dreamers are able to influence their dreams, changing the story, so to speak, like we said before. This may be a good tactic to take sometimes, especially during a nightmare, but many dream experts say it's better to let your dreams flow naturally. Well, well you don't I do can't. It's not like I have an option. Yeah. Like, I just feel like I fall asleep and I, I just always know that I'm asleep. Like, I, I know that I rested my head on my pillow, and now that I'm having dreams about flying or being carried away in a hot air balloon, I know I'm asleep. Yeah. That's, that's crazy. I, I, I don't know if it's because I'm so analytical, like I said before, or something, and that's what can help me lucid dream so well, but I definitely don't want the cons to this. We'll get to that. <laughs> Studies have found um, physical differences in the brains of people who do and don't have lucid dreams. The very front part of the brain, called the prefrontal cortex, which is the site of high-level tasks like making decisions and recalling memories, is bigger in people who have lucid dreams. That suggests that people who are most likely to have lucid dreams tend to be self-reflective types who chew on their thoughts in their head, which is basically me. Yeah. Like, yeah. constantly battle myself every day. Some benefits are less anxiety, better motor skills, improving um, problem solving, and more creativity. Some cons to lucid dreaming are less sleep quality, confusion, delirium, and hallucinations. I don't want to hallucinate. No. I don't do drugs, so I don't want to hallucinate <laughs> on my own time. So... People who have certain mental health disorders, lucid dreams may blur the line between what's real and what's imagined, which is absolutely terrifying, especially yeah. if you have somebody that's, like, schizophrenic, schizophrenic or yeah, right. bipolar and, like, they could snap out. You know what I mean? Apparently, you can get your mind ready to lucid dream um, and learn how to become a person who lucid dreams a lot. I listened to this podcast. I'm so into Podcast Network. It's ridiculous. So they have um, an unexplained mysteries, and they have, like, a lucid dream. Just a one-part episode and it talks about this guy that basically coined REM sleep lucid dream and everything like that he literally sounded so much like me where he actively could lucid dream every night it was wow. just just the way it was like and every single time he tried to like jump off a bridge like he tried to kill himself in his dreams basically but every time it's like the dream saved him like you can't do that I certain thing in your dream what I have from my research and things like that, things that you can't, like for example, when he can't uh, kill himself yeah. in the dream, or um, things that you've never actually done before, you can't do because your mind doesn't know what it's like. So he doesn't know what it's like yeah, exactly. to actually free fall. He doesn't know what it's like to actually splat on the ground or hit yeah. the water because he's never done it before. Yeah. You know? So I think... That episode's worth listening to because it's kind of be crazy. Because he... he lucid dreamt a couple times and then after that he started keeping a dream journal and all this stuff to be able yeah, I hear to that helps too, and then he journal. like would actively start basically learning how to lucid dream like he was teaching himself that way and then he found out other people are lucid dreamers and they could do studies and 
then they started doing the stuff with like make up a person and try to talk to the person and figure it out and then everybody else had these different like kinds of dreams huh. like and then they had like a a study where the guy and a couple other people had to all sing at the same time and they had him like obviously hooked up to everything and like literally his vocal cords were moving wow. without like sound so like it was like really weird like you know like That's they crazy. they all could train themselves to lucid dream yeah. and do certain things and remember as they go to sleep hey this is what I got to do tonight what i would like to see is those people get together and tell them okay you have to meet each other in your dreams and then yeah. ask them individually what they dreamt about and see if any of them link up you should shoot your shot send it in that'd be cool fund some research <laughs> <laughs> So lastly, a survey shows that roughly 55% of adults have experienced at least a lucid dream in their lifetime, and 23% of people experience lucid dreams at least once per month. You wrote something on our notes about gray matter versus white matter or whatever, so I yes. took it amongst myself to look that up. And um, there is more gray matter in brains of people who lucid dream. Um, research showed that brains of people with high and low dream lucidity were different. People with high lucidity had greater gray matter volume in the frontopolar cortex compared to those with low lucidity. So basically, yeah, you were right when you put that in your notes that yeah, was gray wondering. matter is more. So, yeah. huh, that's interesting. So if you know you, I don't know how many people would know that, but... If you if, donate your brain to science. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, I guess if you lucid dream, you have probably have more gray matter in the most front, frontal part of your prefrontal cortex. Yeah, that's crazy. Interesting. I didn't know that, so that's why when I saw your little notes in the yeah, thing I, down there, I, I was like, all during right. During the research, it kind of popped up. It was like, huh, great matter. Well, I'll leave it to the group scientist. Yeah, I, I've <laughs> never even heard of that because, like, when I went through, because we learned a little bit about, obviously, the brain and, like, certain things that parts of the brain do. So, like, I learned a little bit about this stuff in, in college, obviously, um, but I didn't know how in-depth yeah, things are. That's crazy. And that things are actually proven to like the gray matter and stuff like that. Like, I didn't know about that stuff. Our brains are fascinating. Yeah, it's crazy. Um, Before we go, I want to remind people to share with us your dreams and nightmares. Do you lucid dream? What have you done in your lucid dreams? What kind of sleep paralysis have you had? Sleep sleep paralysis, demons. What have you experienced? What can you can and cannot do in dreams? I'd like to know. I think that's fascinating. And if enough of you share that info and send it in quick enough, Maybe we can, you know, I can read off some things that you've wrote in on yeah. the next podcast episode. I think that'd be pretty cool. Uh, we don't have a spooky fan story for today. I literally wrote, we ain't got none. <laughs> <laughs> so as a reminder, again, please share in your spooky fan stories. Send them to ghostencounterstories at gmail.com or message us on any of our social channels. Just type it up as best as possible. Send it in. We'll read it off. You can be anonymous. That's no problem. Um, but people like these spooky fan stories. I like to hear what our listeners have experienced in their life. Um, even if it's, even if it's not you per se, what, what's a ghost story in your town? What's a ghost story? What's a local folklore legend? Or a family where story. You, where you live or a family story. Any, any kind of thing like that. Please send them in. We need more. We're still waiting um, for aliens. I know. We still need an alien one. By the way, off topic, have you ever dreamt about aliens or been abducted? No, I was going to say that earlier, but I didn't want to sound so cliche because I talk about aliens, I swear to God, in every episode. But I have never dreamt of something that I would even think an alien looks like or an abduction or any of that stuff. Maybe you can try to sway your 
Swing That's how I was going to bring it up. I was going to bring it up in the alternate universe. I'm like, well, the damn aliens never visited me yet because I've been waiting for them probably since I was you got to go visit them, girl. All right. I, know. I think in the next few weeks you should try and then see what happens. Maybe we can share on the next podcast yeah. episode. Yeah, I'll see, see what I can muster up here. <laughs> so instead of a spooky fan story, I found a couple creepy sleep paralysis stories online, and I'm going to share someone with you. First one goes, college was demanding. During one stage, my anxiety levels peaked and the sleep cycle was in the dumps due to impending assignments. That's when an unprecedented horror befell me. In quotes, it says, what fresh hell is this? <laughs> I thought to myself, I had a sleep paralysis attack, which I could have got through until an indescribable figure decided to make an appearance. There were large translucent drops, the color of water, again, indescribable, suspended all around my room and eventually coming together to form a distorted silhouette. They didn't even show such a thing in the movies. It didn't have a face, arms, or body, or anything at all like ours. That's kind of creepy. Like, these weird translucent drops are in your room, they're falling, and they just decide to form a figure. It's a little weird. Sorry, my inner childhood is coming out where Ivan Ooze got exploded and he came back together all goopy goppy do you remember Mighty Morphin Power Rangers Ivan Ooze I do I just thought of he went every Terminator. which way I just thought of Terminator 2 when and he then explodes the, the liquid oh, yeah. guy <laughs> see that's the difference between me and you I think of a childhood movie and you're like yeah it makes more sense for the Mercury or whatever together <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking of Ivan Ooze who's completely that's literally so fictional um, another one goes I've never had any visual encounters but when it happened the first time, I was laying on my left side and started to feel that pressure on my chest. When I realized I was paralyzed and started panicking, something whispered in my ear, just coming to say goodnight. That's when I felt like something was pushing me towards the edge of my bed. Terrifying shit. Okay, that would scare me. That's If my right? sleep paralysis he's, demon ever says anything like that. whisper in your ear like He's that. never talked. He just mocks. Yeah. Yeah. He's like <laughs> literally a little trickster. I hate his guts. I tell him that. Told him that when I was trapped in a sleep. Get a life. He's like, I hate you for Why are you so obsessed with me? I was like, why do you do this to me? (laughs) Another one goes, Before I learned to cope with it, I've seen quite a few awful things. Horror films don't really do anything for me anymore because I've already seen the most terrifying things I already could. Here's a few things I remember off the top of my head. A little girl in the corner of my room staring at me. Then, without notice, she shrieks and runs up and starts choking me. A large, dark figure, kind of human silhouette, emerging from the foot of my bed and staring down at me. Something banging and scraping on my bedroom door. I keep it locked at night because I've had ones where it opens by itself. Edit. No, the door isn't open when I wake up. It only opens in the dream. My bedroom door opening by itself, followed by dark figures coming into my room. The earliest one I can remember is with my mother in the other room, and she's sitting on my bed. Her face morphs into a demon-like thing. Many others like that. Uh, The worst thing is when you try to fight or call for help. Your voice doesn't work, and your body will not respond. You just feel helpless. Ugh. I need to stop trying to remember these things. I'm getting chills. That's a creepy one, okay? First off, because I've actively said in multiple podcasts that I hate kid ghosts or hate kid spirits. They right, imagine out. one that's like Come screeching. And, and yeah. you can't fight the little thing off. Can't fight back. No. And the last one I have here, it says, Worst experience I had was with a devil-like creature, red and black with huge teeth, that sat on me. It felt like it was suffocating me. It just kept pushing on my chest. I was terrified. I couldn't move or scream. 
What made it really bad was after I got up, my husband woke up, startled, and told me something had been pressing on his chest, trying to kill him. That's so was he experiencing the same exact thing right next yeah. to you? Something's going on in that house. It's <laughs> 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 so crazy. Crazy. Anything demonic just really, really scares me. Yeah. Well, that is it for our Spectral Dreams podcast episode. It's fascinating what people have dreamt about, nightmares, lucid dreaming, how things are vastly different, but yet some things are very similar. It's, it's very, you can go down a deep rabbit hole talking about this and doing research, but uh, this has been great. And uh, thank you all so much for listening. Again, wherever you're listening, please give us five stars. Don't forget to go to our website, ghostdashencounters.com. There is merch for you to buy. There is podcast-specific merch, and Pride merch is still out. I'll just leave it going until the end of the summer. And Bree, thank you so much for coming on. Yeah, the thanks for the episode. idea. Thank you guys for yeah, having me. Yeah, this was me. all your idea. I thought this was an awesome episode. I just and... knew you guys would crush this topic. So. <laughs> <laughs> we all did. Thanks yeah. for letting great. me join. Of course. Well, unfortunately, that's all the time we have for today. We're going to go to sleep. Stay spooky. Sweet dreams. Enjoy your nightmares. <laughs>